Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out, what if... going on everybody uh to all the what if sports pod fans we wanted to do a little march madness special here today this is just about an hour after the bracket got released so this is kind of all of our initial thoughts about the uh, march madness bracket and uh they're actually going to hold a espn bracket challenge as well so you guys are more than welcome to join in and see if you can beat us but yeah we're recording here on pie day so everyone's got our little pizza pies here today I got mine from the original pizza place here in Kansas City. Here it is. It's gone. It's delicious. A little New York style. What about you guys? Do you guys have anything special? Mine was from Domino's, a little local uh, Michigan place here. And uh, mine is also gone, so I'll just show you my stomach. (laughs) Eddie, what you got down there in the loo? I just came to realize that Pi Day is associated with pizza. I didn't know that. I thought you eat pie on pie day. Well, pizza's also called pie. Is it? Yeah, you never heard that? No. Yeah, that's a thing. No. Well, I don't like dessert pies anyways, so pizza pie works just fine for me. Did you ever say what kind of pizza you ate, Eddie? No, I didn't eat pizza. I ate, like, straight-up pie, like cherry pie. What do you have, Mike? I had myself some Papa John's pizza to give it a go. I've been getting in the habit of having a slice of pizza when I pick up the pizza right at the store before I take off and drive home. Suffice to say, it was still very hot, and I burnt the roof of my mouth, so I'm going to have some milk later. We'll see how that goes. So that's enough pizza pie talk and cherry pie. Let's jump right into it here. We kind of had a few categories we wanted to go over. We just filled out our brackets. So I wanted to hear if you had any big upsets that you guys wanted to talk about. So it's hard for me to say, but you guys know I go to the University of Michigan, and we recently got news that one of our best players, Isaiah Livers, is out indefinitely. So I think that Michigan's going to go out in the Sweet 16 to Colorado. Ooh, a 5-1 upset. Yeah. It's hard to lose a player like that at a time like this. That is a tough loss. I'm going to do you one better, Jeet. I had LSU beating Michigan in the second round. 8-1 upset. That's just disrespectful. (laughs) I I can't accept that. (laughs) Put a shovel and add some more on it because I have the same prediction. LSU over Michigan, round two. Sorry, Jeet. No love for Michigan from this group. Even the one who goes to Michigan. Actually, I had some love for Michigan, but this is before I knew about the Isaiah Livers news. I had Michigan going all the way to the Final Four. Ooh. Yeah. But um, in terms of upsets, I think someone in your household, Cameron, may not be happy about this, but I had Colgate beating Arkansas. Don't know how I feel about that, Eddie. I'm sorry. 
Roddy Michael, any upsets? Yeah, I was probably going to say the Michigan one in round two was the biggest one. I know Villanova had a recent injury as well, so I have them going out in the first round. Two injuries. The best two players got hurt. Yikes. Winthrop had that upset as well. Yeah, man, you got to watch out for the 512. It's funny that you say that, Michael, because I also had Villanova in the Final Four. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know about their injuries. Yeah, I just had a bunch of faith in Villanova. Yeah, you never really know. It's, it's always full of surprises. Those teams are usually pretty deep, so Villanova is Jay Wright. He's a really good coach. Michigan is extremely good still without Isaiah Livers, so definitely two teams that can win without their guys. I got a question for you guys. There are two games in particular that could be upsets, but they're all involving in some way a school very close to one of our hearts going up against another school close to one of our hearts. So for example, the first game is in the first four, Michigan State, Eddie, your boys against UCLA, my alma mater. Another one is Oklahoma versus Mizzou. Michael's Mizzou, Cameron's Oklahoma. So for me personally, I've got UCLA beating Michigan State and then UCLA beating BYU, but then losing to Texas. And then I've got, <laughs> uh, I think I just want that because Michigan State's are getting on my nerves if I'm honest, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> and then for Oklahoma-Mizzou, I've got Mizzou beating Oklahoma and then immediately losing to Gonzaga. But I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts. About the Michigan State piece. So you said Michigan State has been getting on your nerves? Yeah. Like, I think that it's usually Michigan State's year. So this year was our year. That's basically the only reasoning I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I agree with you, Jeet, on those observations. I, I like how we have matchups that are close to home. So I have Michigan State beating UCLA and then Michigan State also beating Texas, but then they lose to Connecticut in the Sweet 16. And then in terms of the Oklahoma-Mizzou, I have Oklahoma beating Mizzou, and then they lose to Gonzaga. Michael, I'll, uh, I'll take this Mizzou-OU game. OU and Mizzou is a very enticing game to me because not only is it there's something between me and Michael in it, but it also is going to be a really good game because both teams were positioned to be really high seeds, and then it just went downhill. The fact that these two teams are like really capable of going deep, but then if they win, they play Gonzaga, I really don't like. But yeah, I think they're two really good teams. I think they hit a skid, but I think OU's going to come out on top. Michigan State over UCLA. Book it. Bag it. Tell your friends all about it. And then them beating BYU as well. I will jump on the bandwagon of Michigan State. I think in my bracket, I kind of have this logic going into it. If there's any doubt, go Big Ten. I think that's a good point, Cameron, with Oklahoma and Mizzou, because I think we we're both going to be like looking like three or four seeds as of like a month ago. I don't think we stand a chance against Gonzaga, which means I do have Mizzou going over Oklahoma. But I think that's going to be incredible because both teams have beat like top 10 teams like eight times this year. So. That second round game against Gonzaga probably will be a really good game too. 
but it just sucks because Gonzaga is like the one number one seed I definitely did not want to play in the second round. Yeah, but, you know, I'm looking at the bracket. You know, Norfolk State has not been very kind to Mizzou in years past, so I'm not sure who I want to play more, Norfolk State or Gonzaga. We lose to Gonzaga, that's expected. We lose to Norfolk State again as a 16. Oh, my God. I'll start crying again for another few years, but we'll see what happens. I want to talk about uh, this Michigan State-UCLA thing real quick. I remember probably like 10 years ago, Michigan State also had a season very similar to the season that we had just now, and we squeaked into the tournament. We were the 10th seed, and the team that we faced in the first round, UCLA. We lost to UCLA, but I just hope the coaching staff can get over that defeat in the first round to UCLA. And then also just talking about Michigan State in general, I felt like if we had a chance in this tournament, regardless of what seed we had, even if we're playing into the tournament, like with the first four in, I think Michigan State is capable of having at least one big win. And I think a good season for them is making to the Sweet 16, considering how bad it's been for Michigan State and how they had that COVID situation back in January where they were off for like three weeks. So I think UCLA, you should be worried. I'm not worried, Eddie. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I can't name a single player on UCLA, but I'm not worried. What is the highest ranked seed you have going out of the first round? I had 12. Georgetown upsetting Colorado. Team winning their conference tournament with a little bit of steam. I like that coming in as a 12 seed. And then the other one I mentioned earlier was Winthrop over Villanova. Got you. I had a 13. I had uh, Liberty beating Oklahoma State. Wow. Whoa. Well, I know, I don't know much about Liberty. Don't know much about Oklahoma State. Only thing I know about Liberty is that's where Seth Curry went, right? Before he transferred to Duke. I think that's correct. Eddie, Uh, you and I's brackets are very different because the two teams that you have getting knocked out in the first round, I have going to the final four. Oh, 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 my gosh. (laughs) So, one thing I know about Liberty Eddie is Mizzou played them and they shoot threes out the wazoo. That at least will be entertaining in the first round against like Kate Cunningham from OK State. I have OK State, but yeah, that should be entertaining for sure. This next part is the uh, the full of crap line here. So, what are things that you didn't agree with that the committee had in the bracket? This is SEC bias coming in here, but Ole Miss not making the tournament. And they were playing really well. Like, they took LSU to the line. LSU has made the tournament. So I'm really surprised Ole Miss didn't make it. And I look at teams like, I don't know anything about Loyola Chicago outside of the run a few years ago. I don't know who they played this year, but I can tell you what, in their conference, they probably didn't play anyone to boost their resume. The fact they're a number eight seed, a team like Ole Miss doesn't make it, that's a bit surprising to me. About Loyal Chicago, they actually won the Missouri Valley. And they're a top 25 team, actually. My prediction, not for much longer. (laughs) But we'll see. Yeah, I I definitely agree. Ole Miss was definitely one of the teams that I thought potentially could have been in. 
I thought it was weird that Syracuse wasn't in the first four and Michigan State and UCLA both were in the first four. I thought that was weird. Michigan State had beaten like three top 10 teams in the last like two weeks or something like that. And I think they said Syracuse was one in seven against quad one teams. So that seemed kind of crazy to me, especially being the ACC isn't that strong. But I do say that, but I also have them upsetting San Diego State in the first round because Syracuse always wins in the tournament. Kind of contradicts itself. The other thing that I had as well, I thought OU being such a low seed, I mean, I know there's a little bit of bias, but they had lost four of five and, I'm sorry, five of six. So that was five of six going to the tournament. And four of them were Oklahoma State twice, Kansas, and Texas. And all of them were, like, super close games. So I don't know if you can sit here and say, like, they dropped from, like, a four or five seed to an eight seed within three weeks whenever they lost really close games to really good teams. You know, it kills them because you drop out of, like, the six and seven line where you're playing a two seed or a three seed in the next round. And so now you're playing Gonzaga. So that, like, totally screwed them. I think you're spot on, Cameron, about Michigan State. Yeah, I felt that way about them, especially the fact that they beat three teams in the top five in the span of, like, two weeks. But then again, like, they also had some really bad losses. Yeah. So I can understand. But I'm pleased with the fact that we are in it. We have a chance. So I can't complain too much. Any teams are you happy they got left out? On my page here, I have SLU with a frowny face next to it, but Duke with a smiley face next to it. So I thought it was great that Duke just wasn't even in the conversation. And I, you could argue Kentucky too. But yeah, I'm kind of sad that SLU didn't make it. Uh, obviously, hometown team, and a, definitely a team that I thought was going to be very good this year, but they got hit with COVID really hard. And they just never really recovered and lost a couple bad games and didn't really take care of business in the A-10 tournament. I think you could argue as well with Louisville, they kind of had the same issue where they're one of the better teams probably, but with COVID, you know, it's hard to get back on track and they don't play as many games. So it's hard to judge how good they really are. That was interesting to me that they rewarded teams for not losing a ton of time to COVID. Maybe not rewarded, but definitely took a closer look at those other teams, for sure. I think it is a very refreshing year. You don't see those same old names that you mentioned. I do like that. I also like that a lot of interesting teams that are high seeds. Like, I don't traditionally, I'm not a huge college basketball guy, so bear that in mind, but I don't traditionally think of Alabama as a big basketball school. Even Michigan hasn't really been there like as a pretty consensus number one seed for a long time. I think it's the first time Illinois won their Big Ten championship since the Darren Williams years, if I recall. But yeah, you're right. A lot of teams up there. Alabama, I think, won their conference championship for the first time in like 30 years or something. I mean, it definitely is interesting looking at some of these matchups and being like, wow, North Carolina is a huge underdog against Baylor. Like That's a weird thing to say out loud. All right, let's jump into the final topic then. And that is, what is like your kind of surprise team that you have going deep, whether it's the Elite Eight, Final Four, and then kind of also give us 
get a synopsis of who your final four is as well and, and who you got winning it. So my final four is Gonzaga, Michigan, Villanova, and Illinois. Now, mind you, this was before I heard about the injuries for Michigan and Villanova, but I mean, that could still occur. Who knows? But yeah, I have Gonzaga going out. Typically, I usually have them as like the first number one seed to go, but I think this is a year for people to put some respect on Gonzaga's name. I don't have them winning the championship. I have Illinois winning it all, but I think they can make it to the championship game. And I think by doing that, they will get a lot of credit. You know, people just say, oh yeah, Gonzaga, they just have an easy conference, which is true. I haven't really seen Gonzaga play, but from what I've heard, people have said that this Gonzaga team is quite good. They're elite. But yeah, I have them going far. Yeah, they're always a tough team because they play in not a great conference. So whenever they come in as 26-0, and they did beat a bunch of really good teams at the start of the year non-conference and they were actually supposed to play Baylor but it got canceled because of COVID Mm. but yeah that's always a tough team because you never really know like granted they did beat those other good teams but then they played the JV teams out west for the last two months so you don't know how good they are when they come back up against the really good teams or they've brought their level down. Mike what do you got? I realized not too long ago I have between all the 5 and 12 matchups, I have all the 12 seeds going through, not a single 5 seed going through from the first round. I'm going out on a limb there, but I'll go ahead and say my final four and maybe a surprise team or two in there. I do have Gonzaga, Alabama, Illinois from the Midwest, and from the South, you could say in the Elite Eight, I have a surprise matchup of two teams, but Purdue versus Texas Tech. And I'm going to go Texas Tech to make it to the final four. In the championship game, I have Alabama beating Gonzaga and then Illinois beating Texas Tech and Alabama to win it all. I think they win close games really well. They've been top-notch in the SEC. And I think one thing that we haven't brought up that's going to be a big advantage is they're going to be all in one state in Indiana. So I was kind of thinking along those lines, like, does any team have a kind of a home court advantage or at least being in the same state, not as much travel, being close to home? So I guess you could say with Purdue making the Elite Eight and I guess another Big Ten school like Illinois, they're going to be playing pretty close to home, which I think to play a role too. That Illinois crowd was loud at that Big Ten championship game. And that it's in the same building. So you've got a point there, Michael, for sure. Jeet, what do you got? I think the overall story of my bracket is I have pretty much all the higher seeds going through with a few exceptions. Michigan being one of them, but that's more of a situation where on paper I'm saying that they're going to lose in the Sweet 16, but I'm saying that to kind of protect my emotions and to temper my expectations. The more I hear you guys talk about how early Michigan's going to go out, the more I'm thinking that I think we can win it all. I'm still like, my gut is saying Michigan's got a good chance at it all, but I'm going to keep it on paper as not going as far. But overall, my final four is Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and Illinois. Final of Gonzaga and Baylor with Gonzaga winning. I think Michigan's got a chance. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but not, you don't have as much confidence in them to keep you in, in your bracket, though. That's correct. 
CG, I did the opposite and I went full emotion all in <laughs> and I got the hogs winning it all. So, <laughs> but I got my final four is Gonzaga, Texas out of the East, Oklahoma State out of the Midwest, and Arkansas Razorbacks coming out of the South. Little Big 12 bias. I think Oklahoma State is a very scary team, very underrated because they're super athletic and they have the best player in the country in Cade Cunningham. You can quote me on that. But then, yeah, I think Arkansas is really good. They're one of the hottest teams. Sign me up. Pig Suey. Is there? I think we all have very different brackets. I'd love to see how they're going to end up turning out. Go blue. As Jeet says with a huge mouthful of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. What, what flavor are you rocking right now, Jeet? Jimmy Fallon's The Tonight Dough. <laughs> Sponsored by Ben and Jerry's. What's the What a Sports Pod flavor? What's all in that? Strawberry. Cookie dough. Cookie dough. Strawberry with cookie dough? All right, sign me up. I'm in. Any last words you'd like to say about it? I think that this is the year for a Big Ten team to win it all. A Big Ten team hasn't won it since Michigan State won the national championship in 2000. Wow. Whoa. So this is the year where a Big Ten team will win it all. The best part of the NCAA tournament, the first weekend. Everything else after that, it's great. But the first weekend, that's where it's all at. 100%. G, any last words? You just got to follow your heart when making decisions like these. That's all there is to it. There you go. I just want to say I'm glad that we're having the tournament this year. March felt very empty last year, so I'm very excited to have it. Other than that, please, guys, go follow us on social media at the What If Sports Pod. Our social media team has been doing a great job there. So give us a follow. Give us a like and interact with us on there. Our social media team does a very good job of putting out fun interactive questions and polls and things like that. Thank you for listening. And thank you for Ben and Jerry's for making a flavor with us. Thanks for listening to the What If Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports.